Oh, hi, hello, it's me, Sean Capri. Before we get started, I just want to tell you something. Maybe you are on the bus right now. Maybe you're walking your dogs. Maybe you're even taking a poop right now. But while you're not busy, can I ask you to go over to iTunes and rate this podcast? It's the easiest way to support this show, and my happiness depends entirely on your five-star rating. Without you and your five-star rating, we can't grow this community of we the gamers, and that would make me a sad little panda. A nice old five-star rating would be really huge. I really appreciate that. You listen to the show and would love you even more if you made my day with a quick rating. Okay? Got it. Great. Let's get into some We The Gamer cast, shall we? It's me, Sean Capri, and welcome to episode 19 of a brand new, rebooted We the Gamer cast. It's hosted by WeTheNerdy.com, and it publishes on iTunes every single Monday. Or wherever you get your podcasts. I don't even know how this stuff works. It's the internet. So if you're new, here's the deal. Every week I get to have sweet hangs with a stranger from the internet, and we talk about video games. And uh, it's pretty great, especially last week. I had El Capitan, Ray Osorio from Nerd Overdrive Podcast, and I'm pretty much still affected by all of his positivity. Um, I've Wow, just what a great chat. You guys should definitely go. If you like this episode, go back and check it out because I think that you're going to like it. We talk about gaming for a good cause. We talk about Coke versus Pepsi, and I think you might be surprised on where we end up on that thing. And uh, talk some platinum trophies that we're proud about and just a nice, if you've already listened to the Nerd Overdrive podcast and you want to get to know Ray a little bit more, we um, we go a little deep. So I hope you guys like that. Um, I've listened to it a few times. <laughs> I, I have to go back and listen. I, I don't know if that's an ego thing or a quality check thing or what, but I enjoy it. So hopefully you guys like it as well. Um, hey, if you're on your phone or something, why don't go over to the We The Nerdy Facebook group and just come on and say hi. It's a great way to be part of this podcast and be part of the community. We're friendly. Don't be a lurker. Leave a message. Leave a comment. If you have questions for me or if I said something totally incorrect, correct me. I don't care. <laughs> I don't know everything. It would be great to have you guys. Um, so you just go over to the Facebook, the little search thing at the top, We The Nerdy's Fan. Wait, what the hell is it called? We The Nerdy Fan Group. That's what it is. So come on and join us. I'm going to get to my conversation with James from Life of Gaming Podcast. Uh, that I can promise you. But what I'm not going to do is try and say his last name. <laughs> James, man, I'm sorry. I don't know. I don't even know how to get started. It starts with an M, and that's pretty much what I'm going to I'm going to go with. So, yeah, man, <laughs> that is a that is a crazy long name. Uh, I'll get to him in just a second. That's pretty much why I'm laughing all the time right now is because I've been listening to James on Life of Gaming Podcast. But as I record this, I'm going to tell you guys that I spent most of yesterday battling with Audacity. <laughs> Anybody who podcasts and, and deals with Audacity, they might know some of the trials and the tribulations that happen with that. So I'm in a much better mood today. I've gotten over all of my technical difficulties. Um, <laughs> just, wow. Every, every single crash that I could have had happen yesterday pretty much happened. So today's a better day. 
And today is Monday. It's it's the 7th. So pretty much right after I record this little segment, this thing's going live. So if you're listening to it right after it goes, we, we're pretty much talking to each other. That's how that works. And in moments time, people are already gearing up for the division to go live. And I'm, this is, I've talked about this before on this show and on other podcasts about, wait, do I say about, maybe I just slur that a little. I don't know if it's slurring. I get lazy when I say about, I, I'm super self-conscious about, <laughs> I'm super self-conscious about saying the word about. And I didn't even think this was a thing. I laughed it off on South Park because they all make it. <laughs> this is not about diplomacy. <laughs> uh, so I guess I do say it like that. I don't know. Anyway, talking about the division, I was playing the beta, not really getting too into it. And it's not anything about the game. The game itself is fantastic. The world, the graphics, the shooting. I love it. I love uh, leveling up. And that whole hook of it, but I think it's the online part that has sort of has has, has me at bay, and I kind of want to see just where everybody ends up. So let me know where you guys are playing the division. I'm sure you're playing it. So yeah, tweet at me at Sean Capri, of course. Sean like Connery, Capri like the pants. Um, join us on that Facebook page that I was talking about about. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Yeah, let me know where you're at. Let me know where you're playing The Division. And because I have Xbox, I have PlayStation. I also have Wii U, but it's not coming up for Wii U. Let me know where you're playing because um, I just, I would love to play with people that I know and uh, have met on the, the interwebs. So that would be cool. I don't I don't know if, I, if I'll go in there and, and play with strangers. And I know that this is when everybody's going to be crazy over this game. I'm not sure if it's going to have the staying power. Not saying that's not, but I mean, who knows these things with these online games? Uh, who knows? So let me know where you're at. I, I'm on a I'm on a holding pattern with the division, but I'm I'm hopeful that everything goes well tonight. If you're listening to this afterwards, then you know exactly how it how it went. So hoping the best for the division. New York is such a cool place. I've been to New York Comic Con a couple of times. I've been to New York uh, probably four or five times, and it's just. I had a dream way, way, way back when. I think I was like in my mid-teens and I was obsessed with David Letterman way back in the day. And I had a dream that my older brother and I just hopped on a plane and just flew to New York. And it was so vivid. Like even the even the flight itself had length to it. Like we did, it's not like one of those dreams where you are in a room and then you open the door and then you walk through the door and you're in a totally different place. It wasn't like that. Like the travel itself was even real and we landed and it was just us kind of doing our own thing, me and my brother. So I've had this weird obsession with New York for a very, very long time. If I can't go back to New York physically, then the division, why not, why not go visit their, uh, a weird post-apocalyptic or post-pandemic or whatever the heck has gone wrong. Be cool to go back through the division. Hopefully you guys are enjoying yourselves with that. And yeah, let's, why don't we jump into this? So my guest this week is James from life of gaming podcast, and he just cracks me up. I've, I think he's really got something going over there with the life of gaming podcast. He's a, he's an excellent host. He keeps everybody on track. He's knowledgeable. He's a super Nintendo fanboy. And which in all the best ways possible, like I, I mean that with the utmost respect. Um, he has just a crazy wealth of knowledge, encyclopedic almost, and just an all-round good guy. 
Uh, he cracks me up. I say that a couple times because I was listening to a show while I was going through Costco. As I do, I listen to podcasts while going to Costco. I hope you're listening to this when you're when you're going to Costco. That would be neat. And so when he jumps into the news section, he calls it Captain's Log. And I hope, James, you got to do this more often, man. You had this super awesome pregnant pause right before, and I don't know why. It just it caught me off guard. It, it, you actually made me look at my phone to make sure that the thing was actually still working. And then you jumped into the captain's log with a, with a little giggle as you do. And it was just great. <laughs> and they bring, they bring um, everything to it. Nintendo, Xbox, Sony. I love the way that it's all broken down. And we get, we talk a little bit about that in about, about in the podcast. So I hope you guys like that. Definitely go follow him on Twitter at James plus 12. Uh, James plus is all the words and 12 is the number. There's got to be a better way to describe that. James, I'm sure you do that better than me. <laughs> so, yeah, if you like this conversation, if you're new, if you're not already in the family of Life of Gaming podcast and you're maybe just go check those guys out, too. But but come back here. I'll be back next week. I'll be back with a new guest next week. Uh, so here we go. Let's talk to James from Life of Gaming podcast. No, it's good. I'm, I'm, I'm your number one new fan. So awesome. Did, I, I got a little bit of the story with uh, with Brent, but like, sure. Did, um, so you guys are really the regulars, but how? Who else do you bring mm-hmm. on the show? Who's the, who else are the regulars on Life of Game oh, podcast? Geez, we we've got. Well, what what happened? Let me let me give you a little backstory here for the life of gaming. How how it became what it was. Originally, I mean, this was years ago. Um, me. And Josh Brandt, my co-host, and then my brother-in-law, Matt, you know, we have him on the show um, every once in a while. We were sitting down talking, and we always had these, you know, gaming conversations because Josh is a PlayStation guy, which, you, you know, everyone knows that. He's our PlayStation guy on the show, and Matt was all about Xbox, and myself, my friends know I, they call me Mr. Nintendo because I just, I've always loved Nintendo, and I've, you know, I've always supported them and always, you know, love what they've done. Um, and so originally... The plan was, okay, we're going to make this podcast and it's going to be like a console war podcast where each of us represent a different, like a different system, right? And so we would give the perspective, like we'd come across news stories and I would say, okay, as a Nintendo fan, here's what I think. And Josh would be like, as a PlayStation fan, here's what I think. And, you know, Matt is the Xbox guy. And that was the original, that was the original plan for the show. That's what we were going to do. And, you know, and we worked toward that and we, we were trying and things just never lined up. And, you know, uh, Matt became a teacher and he got super busy and, you know, got married and, and actually now Matt's got a baby on the way. So he, he, you know, he's really busy. And so Josh and I were like, you know what, let's just do it. We want to do it. You know, Matt's unavailable. And, and so we're, we're just going to start it ourselves and see what happens. Yeah. I'm like, well, it's just the two of us. So we can't call it console words. What are we going to call it? So, um, name wise, I, I wouldn't say I'm great at coming up with names. Uh, but so he, here's my strategy for coming up with life of gaming. I was looking around my room and there was a box on the shelf for the game of life. So I took it <laughs> and I twisted it around. And I said, life of gaming, boom. And no that's where way. the, yes, that's where the title came from. <laughs> so life that. of gaming came from a box of game of life on my shelf. So that's where it came from. <laughs> oh, it's so but, perfect. <laughs> but, uh, 
I guess to come back around to the regulars, you know, it was me and Brant. We're like, well, it can't just be the two of us. I mean, some podcast, you know, just two people works great, but we're like, we know there's a lot of people out there making great content, not just us. Because once we started looking into it, we're like, there are podcasts everywhere and there are, you know, people making YouTube videos and there's writers and there's all this different really cool stuff. We're like, let's bring people on our show. Let's, let's just bring them on to talk about what they do. And then our podcast kind of be a source for people to come to, to find new content. Totally. You know, different podcasts and different, you know, people we thought were great would bring on the show and, you know, have them on the show. So it kind of went from there. And as you know, Bobby, I, I can't remember if you mentioned on your show or not, Bobby was our very first guest. Episode number two, That's Bobby awesome. the Geek Guru came on our show um, and it, it went great. I mean, it, it went absolutely fantastic. And we just started bringing more guests on as, as time went on. And then eventually, once Matt's schedule started opening up a bit, he's like, hey, I want to come on the show. So Matt kind of became our third chair. And then we were bringing a guest on. Okay. And then every once in a while, Matt couldn't make it. So then we have another friend, um, Ryan Bremigen. Uh, we just call him Bremmy. We yep, when Matt can't make it, we bring Bremmy on. And yep. actually, with Bremmy, it's kind of funny. It's uh, Bremmy and myself, and normally one other guest. Uh, we do a, another thing called Nintendo Talks. It's just on our YouTube page. So, because we all love Nintendo, and Brian's not a big Nintendo guy, and there's like, you know, when directs happen, we try to make a little video, a little, you know, half hour, 45 minute video of us just talking about these different Nintendo topics. Um, and we don't want to make it a podcast, because, you know, we want to keep the podcast what it is, but we just love talking about Nintendo. So, we're like, we'll just throw it up on the YouTube page. <laughs> so, right now, the regulars are myself and Brant and Matt, my brother-in-law, and then Bremmy every once in a while, and we try to include a guest every week, too. Sure, man. That sounds, oh, man. And so you guys just celebrated your first anniversary, too. So you're having yes. kind of like a, uh, I don't know if it's going to go on for a month or it seems like it's this ongoing celebration. Of, sure. You have it for a full year. You'll celebrate your first, first we year are. the we, second year. <laughs> <laughs> we, we're, we're so excited because in that year, uh, I don't have the stats in front of me. I, I had them on the show. We had, actually, I think I have it right in front of me now on this piece of paper from our my notes. I want to I guess uh, to see how good my memory is because I was listening sure. to the show, something crazy like, no, I, I'm not even going to guess because I'm going to be way under. And it's because it's super <laughs> well, impressive. Sorry. <laughs> we had 42 episodes in a year. Uh, we started as bi-weekly because it was just the way our schedules work. Actually, it more came down to money because, you know, you got to pay for a server to run your podcast. And we yep. did the cheapest package possible. <laughs> and with that, you know, you're only allowed so many minutes. And so in that time, we can only do two episodes a month. So we just made it bi-weekly. That's going to work. Um, over time, as things started picking up, you know, gaining steam, getting more listeners, like, let's just go weekly. So we did it, and we did that for about, I, I want to say six months, maybe. And then we all got busy again. Yeah. And so we, we were back to bi-weekly again, which I guess is fitting, coming back around to a year. We kind of went back to where we started. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, in that 42 episodes, we've had 27 guests. So um, that's just unique guests. We've had some people come back. Um, we've had some people on tour, like Bobby, he's been on three times. Um, Rob from the Workbench, he's been on three times. But we've had 27 guests on that show, and we've done uh, 57 hours and 58 minutes worth of podcasting, which is about two and a half days worth. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I mean, it's 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 been crazy, and this we just love doing this. We did it because you know we have a passion for games, and we're like, man, I just I want to just meet people out there. I want to see who's out in the industry, yeah, see what other people are doing because we love the content. Other people like to make content. Let's just bring us all together and just talk about it. Mm -hmm. um, what was so the I mean, moment it's, it's when you guys realized you had something like really incredible that it was just going to launch off into this? Like, I'm going to do this for like a year. Sure. But I think Bob, Bobby said something like, right, where if you guys hit 10 episodes, you're set. 
But is right. that was that with the moment where you knew, or is it sometime after, before? Like what was? Oh, we like? we still don't know. <laughs> 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 oh, I mean, it's it it's it's fun. We're having it. We're just honestly right now. We're just having a great time doing it, and as long as it lasts, you know. It, we're just having a good time because originally before we even started, I'm a guy that likes no stats. So I looked into all that stuff. The average podcast, I think the last seven episodes and they just stop. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, our goal, let's make 10. If we can make 10 episodes, let's do it. Boom. It's like, okay, well if we can make six months, okay, we can make, you know, a year. And so we're just kind of setting these little milestones for ourselves. If we hit them, we're like, that is awesome. That is great. <laughs> and really and we, you know, we get all excited about it. That's really good. There's well, cause you know, this, doing this by myself but having a new guest mm-hmm. every week um i get inside my head big time where i'm like i don't really get a chance to like bounce ideas off of anybody so i'm i'm constantly like writing notes down to myself and when like things are super positive i'm like this is the greatest thing and it's gonna be massive sure. it's gonna be great and then <laughs> and then you have the other moments where like oh man like i don't know if i'm gonna be doing this for like another year or two years or if this is a forever thing like i don't know but um so i don't really have that person to to uh bring me up from the from the lower or the darker times but then i then oh, don't i record worry. You, you got me man you got the light all the i have to do is record you, exactly well thanks man <laughs> I, all i have to do is like that that's usually about thursday <laughs> was when that happens and then sure. i'm like okay i'm gonna get ready for recording on sunday and the, and then we'll have it out on monday and everything's mm-hmm. good like it's just a totally i don't know i think that's part of the whole creative process right where um as you're doing it it's all good and then you're like mm-hmm. ah, i don't know if that's good and then you listen back and then you start to get some some nice feedback from from new friends and stuff and it's absolutely been, it's been a ride it, man it, it's very strange to get like to get people to come back to you oh, i love this show or they'll just like one of our episodes i forget how long ago it was brant and i just were on this random tangent talking about how we love pumpkin flavored everything it was that time of the year it was like october november-ish and we were talking about how we love pumpkin flavored stuff and then randomly like maybe a month ago someone messaged us and said hey I just caught up on all your episodes I thought it was hilarious when you talked about pumpkin check out these <laughs> pumpkin recipes and he just like shot no us way. all these yeah it was just it was <laughs> it, it's just hilarious because things we say we don't really think about it and like you know months have gone by since, since that episode so I mean I never really thought about it again you know we do it we have a great time we put it up and then people will bring up stuff from past episodes I'm like we did say that <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God, that is hilarious. Well, I'm, I'm going to have to go back. So one of the things that I absolutely love doing is, uh, listening to podcasts while I do renovations because I'm not good at renovations at all. I'm like trying to like (laughs) fix up the basement a little bit. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. So what I end up doing is find a new podcast and I go all the way back to the beginning. And, uh, the first time that I did that was with a a show called Married to the Games podcast. And, uh, it's, so it's a group of the guys from, uh, from Nashville and they really kind of just turn the whole thing on. Like, it opened my mind to a new style of podcast where before that, for, at least for video games, I was listening to mainly like journalists, right? Like through IGN and some of the like, okay. giant bonk, like some of these big, big shows. Right. And then all of a sudden I got this message on Twitter from these married to the game guys. And, uh, uh, just wound up listening to going all the way back from episode one, all the way in there up to now they're almost at 200. And oh, I was wow. like, I, they've been going for four years almost now. Hmm. Really good show. I think everybody should go check it out. And the, the reason cool. that I, I recommend it is because they know that they don't know everything about the games. <laughs> <laughs> they, they like they're, the name of the, the show is Married to the Games, right? And so it's all about being married, having a like wife and kids. So their, their tagline is uh, kids and wives and nine to fives, which is like the greatest thing. <laughs> so catchy. I Such love a that. Good That's show. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I loved like that was really about getting to know the people behind the mics, right? Like, sure. More than just 
kind of having a group of people regurgitate the same news that I'm hearing from IGN or from mm-hmm. these other big websites where really they know the industry probably better than any of us because that's their that's their job. And so I started like listening to Married to the Games and I realized I actually just kind of like hanging out with or like virtually hanging out with people through podcasts sure. and it kind of opened me up. So I actually draw a huge connection with your guys' show to Married to the Games just because of like I visualize myself kind of just sitting there right next to you guys like talking about this stuff and every now and then i'll start to jump in with my own opinions sure. and things like and, that like, and we're looking over you like we're like sean why don't you say anything you're being so quiet yeah yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah no I, some, yeah exactly like, why aren't i saying anything <laughs> <laughs> we've had that before too especially when we do like um uh you know our favorite memories or greatest hits list or something like mark uh, from the warp whistle uh, he he would mess me like, man, I was listening to this episode in my car and I was yelling at the radio like, why aren't you yes. saying this? Why aren't you? <laughs> You're like, wow, we, we have an impact on people by what we say. <laughs> or what you don't say, right? <laughs> right, exactly. That can be, like... That's even worse. <laughs> oh, do you, uh, and, do you ever I mean, listen back and go like, why didn't I say that? Oh my God. Like, yeah, it's oh, so clear oh my gosh. Now. One thing you'll find out about me, and I know it drives my wife crazy too. Um, and it's another re- a good reason back to bi-weekly. I am, I'm very, what do you want to call it? I'm very nitpicky about the way everything sounds. Like I literally go through, I clean up every audio track. I take out all the, any background noise, any weird coughing. I make sure everything lines up good. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm very meticulous about that. I really like my podcast to sound a certain way. Cause even though it's not, you know, quote unquote professional, I, I like to make it sound as professional as possible. Um, and, you know, just make sure all the levels are right. And, and, and so it takes me a long time to do one episode, <laughs> especially the, the more guests we have. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, we just totally confuse things for you, right? <laughs> right. Absolutely. <laughs> well, I'll jump to what you're playing right now because I sure. am so jealous of your little setup back behind you. Uh, oh, yeah. My camera cut out, so I apologize. You can't see anything. I've got a couple of Amiibo behind me. Sure. Um, but your Zelda came in, Twilight Princess yep. uh, HD. How are you liking it? <laughs> I, I was actually talking to my brother-in-law, Matt, last night. Uh, oh, this is actually, not good. <laughs> last night, my brother-in-law, Matt, came over and Bremmy. Actually, they both came to my place, which is which. It it's kind of – it's more rare than you think just because um, Bremmy lives a few – probably an hour and a half away. Uh, and Matt, I mean, even though he's about maybe 15 minutes away, you know, he's married. He's about to have a kid on the way. He's busy at school. So we don't, actually don't hang out that much. So last night, Bremmy was in town to see his family. We're like, hey, come on over. Let's let's record a Nintendo Talk video because we just had that Nintendo Direct happen. Yes. So they came over and we were, you know, we, were, we actually, that should hopefully go up this weekend uh, pretty soon for that. Just to record a video in the same place is very special because it doesn't happen that often. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, we were talking about Legend of Zelda and he's like, well, what do you think of it? How is it? And Twilight Princess, a lot of people think I'm crazy for saying this. I think it's my favorite Zelda. Yes! I don't think you're crazy. Because um, I, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the atmosphere, but it's got some of the best dungeons in the game. It's got yep. great relationships in it. But here's the, here's the problem with this game. I've played through that game. For me, This some people probably won't think this is a lot, but I think I've played through Twilight Princess maybe four or five times. Oh, wow. Um, oh, over over since it came out, so I mean, sure, sure. it's one of those. It's like one of those, you know, comfort games yeah. where there's nothing else to play. You want to go back to something you know you love, and so I'll pop it and I'll play through it. But it was always on the Wii. I had it on the Wii. Yeah. Now this new version is based on the GameCube version, so everything is switched. Everything is reversed. It's all mirrored. 
Not just so, Link, right? Like the whole world. Everything. Everything. Like that's literally, crazy. Right. Because all they did, like if you play Mario Kart Mirror Mode, same same concept. They just take it and they just flip it all. And so it's it's messing with my head because I'll be like playing through the game and I'll run the wrong direction. Or a cutscene will play and a person's facing the wrong direction. I'm like, what's going on? Like it just messes with my mind. I'm like, I'm going crazy. And so it, it's just kind of, I mean, the game looks beautiful. It plays great. But it's also strange playing with actual physical buttons because with the yeah. Wii, I mean, you had to you know, swing, the swing the sword and stuff. And so now I'm just hitting buttons. It's, it's, I've played it so many times, but it still feels like a new experience, if that makes sense. Oh, that's a great way to put it. I, I, I picked it up for about, I don't know, about half an hour. My wife was playing and I got home and she was just, just jumping into it. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I wanted to play this. I can't <laughs> believe you're jumping in already. And um, she's like, okay, well, I was just going to put it down. She's going to like do some knitting or something. <laughs> We're sure, so sure. Old. Good God. Uh, so, <laughs> so I picked it up and it was so great just to see like, I, you know, I liked at the very beginning of the Wii, I loved picking up the Wii remote and just thought I was one of those bandwagon jumpers. I thought it was the greatest thing in the world. I loved sure. waving my thing. I didn't care that it wasn't one-to-one. Like all I knew was just sure. like, if I waved this wand, it was going to like swing a sword and everything was going to be great. <laughs> I thought it was awesome. Yeah. Um. I actually started liking it less when when Skyward Sword got around because oh, okay. it was supposed to be one-to-one, but for mm-hmm. I just had the worst luck with it. And the more really? frustrated I got with it, the more it wasn't working. I go the opposite way. Like instead of actually becoming more controlled with my movements, I would get frantic and frustrated. Oh, and yeah. Like, waving my hand around right. like, yes, this isn't working. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah, I went down like a vicious cycle down with that. Oh, game. man. Uh, <laughs> So I liked uh, gentle I, movements, I just, man. Gentle movements. You don't have I to. Know, you just have to <laughs> it's like right? conducting a, conducting a symphony, right? It's just you know uh, gentle movements. <laughs> I don't. I don't feel like I would do much damage with a sword if I'm if I'm gentle, like waving sure. a, a conducting sure. one. <laughs> <laughs> so I got more. Pro- anyway, that's a uh, skyward sword is a is a tangent, but we could talk about it in a bit if you want. Sure. Um, but I liked going back to Twilight Princess with the controller because it, it dawned on me that all it was with the the waving of the Wii remote was just mapped button controls where a wave was like up and B oh, instead sure. of, or like where you're waving sure. it horizontally it would be like sideways and B or whatever it was and I actually liked that quite a bit I didn't when I was playing the Wii version I never played the GameCube version I was playing the Wii the, the new one mm-hmm. I actually liked that it was every single time I pushed up and attack it was going to do a certain movement or when I pushed side and attack it sure. do that movement so that's me being like I don't know if like super old school so but you're just as like you're just as like with me with we grew up at the same time we played the same game so i'm surprised that you you normally guys our age i think are a little bit more resistant to the motion controls and you just bought right in yeah i mean it depends on the game because i agree some of the games are not good with motion control but like metroid prime especially like the mm-hmm. motion control on that, I absolutely loved it. Some people think I'm crazy for that, but I just, I love the way the shooting mechanic worked in Metroid Prime. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, even Mario Galaxy, because um, Mario Galaxy 1 and 2, oh, yeah. it, it was kind of weird having the weird mode, because I mean, all you did was point the screen and collect star bits or whatever. But because I played through Mario Galaxy 1 and 2 so many times, when Mario 3D World came out on Wii U, you could play it with Wii Remote and Nunchuck. Mm-hmm. I just started playing it that way because I was because because it, it's a fixed camera, just like Mario Galaxy. It's stuck behind you; you, can, you don't really have much control over it. So sure. I was used to. So I just played with the Wii Remote and Nunchuck like I always played Galaxy. Because <laughs> <laughs> last generation with the Wii kind of got me used to playing my Mario platformers that way. <laughs> uh-huh. If that makes sense. 
Totally. So one of my favorite motion control games, because I don't hate on it just blindly. I don't really do sure. that with anything. I don't have like a general rule for everything. There's all I'm all about the minutia. There's always an exception. And sure. so which gets me in trouble with some of my writing sometimes. Well, that's a tangent. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of my favorite motion control games, though, was probably Resident Evil. Resident oh, Evil sure. 4. Oh, 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 my gosh. That was so good. So oh my like and just the way that Resident Evil I think or at least the up till four maybe five ish the way that the movement was is kind of mm-hmm. a little bit slower a little bit yeah. more plotting mm-hmm. actually worked with with the motion controls because you didn't re- you didn't really rely on the twitchiness or the the tactile part of just a regular controller I mm-hmm. really like that and I would it would actually start to affect me the way if I got like spooked by something and i would move my whole like my whole body would move. sure and sure so it would throw off my aim as if like real in real life so sure i definitely i don't think i've played that game any in any other way i don't know if you've played through resident evil 4 on See, wii or i haven't either i played resident evil 4 on the wii and okay, then yeah, i yeah. know they they remastered it on was it xbox 360 and ps3 i think yeah didn't they remaster it on that now yeah, i know they said it's also coming to xbox one ps4 eventually but um i think i was over at brand's place and he had it on his ps4 i think or ps it had to be ps3 and so i was trying to play it i'm like i can't do it it's so weird trying to aim with even though it's got the red sight on there and everything like it i was so used to playing it with the wii and how like responsive it was yes some people would say that it made the game too easy because the aiming was so good on it you just but i loved it it was like it it proved that the pointer controls worked like in certain scenarios it was awesome sure i mean i don't really need it for you know donkey kong country returns things like that but it was it was great for something like resident evil 4 metroid prime any kind of shooting game it was awesome um actually speaking of shooting games did you ever buy the the gun peripheral by no, there was plenty of those. No, I, I, I was kicking tires on, I think, a few of the different ones. Okay. And I never ended up. I have four of the wheels, which is like, uh, okay. I still have them in my basement somewhere. But I never bought <laughs> any of the shooting ones. Okay. No. Because they had, Nyko made one called the Perfect Shot. And yes. it was it was awesome because it was spring based. So, I mean, it, it, it had a quick response to it. And so I bought, when those first came out, I bought that. And then over time, I got the Resident, or not Resident Evil. I got, well, actually, no, they did. They had Resident Evil Umbrella Chronicles and Dark Side Chronicles. I bought those. I got the House of the Dead Overkill light gun game. I oh, got the got Dead Space light gun game. Those games, like having friends over, we had, I can't tell you how much fun we had. It was like being back in the arcade again. It exactly. Was, it, was, it was awesome. It was really cool. Man, that there was, were certain games on Wii that you couldn't play anywhere else. Yeah, that was um, that was one genre I didn't really get too much into, which is why I didn't end up getting that um, that peripheral. Was uh, the shooter games? I didn't really play a whole bunch of them. I played like Zack and Wiki. Oh, okay, <laughs> that was a really fun Wii game. Oh um, yeah, yeah, mostly mostly just the Nintendo like exclusives. I didn't really get a whole lot of the other. Okay. Other Nintendo games. Resident Evil is probably one of them. I, I'm assuming you've never played uh, No More Heroes. No, I haven't. Oh, I've never gosh. even heard of that if, one. No More Heroes. It okay. There's tons of profanity, tons of violence. It's absolutely mature game, hundred percent. But No More Heroes one and No More Heroes two from Suda Fifty One. So it's probably two of the greatest games on Wii. It is. What just, are it, they? It's you're in the sad. <laughs> well, okay. You you're you're this. I guess just kind of like this bum off the street who's obsessed with like ninjas and things like that. And you get a beam katana. Okay. Which what they're calling a beam. It's a light, it's a lightsaber. Sounds like a lightsaber. looks like a lightsaber. They call it a beam katana in the game. And you're, you're working your way cause you want to become the number one assassin. So you're, it's like, it's just a bunch of boss battles. You drive around your motorcycle around Santa destroy, which is the name of the town. And you go to these different places and you just, 
it's just boss battles. You work, like, you fight your way through, like, I wouldn't really call it a dungeon, but it's like a hotel or, you know, a baseball stadium or something that's just full of enemies. You take them out, and eventually you get to a boss, and you have to fight that boss. And it's, the bosses are so unique, and it's really funny. If you have, I think you can get them, like, I mean, it wasn't really a super popular game, so you could probably sure. get them super cheap, like five, ten bucks maybe. Um, but man, it's it's they were so good. There there were a lot of really mature games on the Wii that people yeah. didn't know about, like Mad World. Mad that World. was from Platinum Games. Yeah, I mean, there were mm-hmm. there were a lot of really good games on the Wii. Yeah, that's a game I picked up. Um, I was having a really hard time finding. I didn't hear about it until well after it was it had its moment. And I sure. ended up finding it in New York. Actually, I was there for New York Comic Con, and oh, cool. and I yeah. So it was just one of those things. Like I was going through New York video games, which is probably it's a super old uh, store over there in New York, and they were thinking way ahead because I think they opened up back in like the early '90s or something like that. But it's the best search engine optimized name that you can possibly have because we were traveling to New York. We mm-hmm. knew that we were going to go for a Comic Con, but we're really more on the on the video game side. Sure. And um, so my wife was searching like where like maybe there's some good retro stores or something there, and so she searches New York video games, and of course this store pops up first sure. thing. And <laughs> this thing is unreal. It's if anybody's ever been to it, they know what it's like. Just you just walk in, and you don't even have the opening to get past probably 50 or 60 games just from all sorts of like all the different consoles. And it's, um, I don't know, maybe the aisles are maybe four, three or maybe four feet wide. And the Mm. games are stacked from the floor all the way up to the ceiling. And it's kind of like this neat maze. And they've got these nice, um, glass cases for some of the more rare things. They've got a nice, um, Sega Genesis Hmm. little display and, and uh, some Dreamcast stuff there too. Oh my gosh! And then you Dream- turn around. I, I love corner. my Dreamcast. It was so good. Oh my <laughs> gosh! I just discovered that my brother actually sold our Dreamcast, even though it wasn't his to sell. Oh, oh my gosh! <laughs> I have to tell you a story. My older brother did the same thing. No way! Yes, he sold it. He sold my Dreamcast. I was like, no, because I man, the Dreamcast was awesome. I that was the first system I had where I played online. Like it had NBA. What year was the whatever year number that was yeah, for that year? Probably playing 2K. that online, it was awesome because you played through dial-up. You had to you know plug it into the dial-up. Six K modem. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but it worked. It was great. Oh, did you ever play any of those? Um, they had like the little Tamagotchi games because they had the the VMU, the video. Oh, yeah. memory unit, right? That yeah, yeah, and you could take it out. And um, I ended up rebuying a Dreamcast later. I was playing oh really over the, over the Christmas holidays, cool. and it's like. It's like a little, like a miniature Game Boy. It's got the yeah. little D-pad on there and the buttons and everything. It's phenomenal. But I never really got into it until until it was too late. It was one of those sure. Dreamcasts was ahead of its time. <laughs> well, I mean, with the Dream, see, and I agree, the Dreamcast was ahead of its time. With the Dreamcast falling off, it made room for Xbox because yeah. the, I mean, the Dreamcast has Windows on it. It runs. I mean, it's got Windows CE. That's CE, the operating yeah. system. Yeah, that's the operating system for the Dreamcast. So I honestly, if I think if the Dreamcast would have succeeded. I think all of Microsoft stuff would have been on the Dreamcast. They, they wouldn't have had their own system. Oh my gosh, that is just a crazy. I know that just blows effect. my mind. Man. You know, you just start thinking about that. Like maybe if they didn't, which was right. it the Dreamcast that they announced, like, and it's available today. Yes, yes, and it messed everybody. Oh up. my god! Like <laughs> even retailers were like, "We did not know." What do you mean it's available today? Like we don't have it. <laughs> right. Oh like, man, what a mess. Because it's because they wanted to release it on was it nine nine ninety nine or something nine nine ninety nine yeah oh what a mess what a because I remember I went to was it, I think it was a Sears in our local mall and it was just set up to a TV I'm like what is this like I yeah. I'd never heard of the Dreamcast I think I may have read about it in passing like a a Game Pro or whatever magazine I was reading at the time and 
And, but I never really thought about it. I'm like, oh, that's cool. And then I saw one. I'm like, what is this? I have to have this for Christmas. And so like that Christmas, you know, I got a Dreamcast that, you know, that's what I wanted that Christmas. It was, it was Sonic Adventures and yep. what else did I get? Sonic Adventures, Crazy Taxi. That Crazy, was awesome. Of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. And then I bought all my Tony Hawk games on there. It yeah, was, me too. Me oh, too. So good. So good. <laughs> And everyone was playing on their, you know, like their joke of PS2, right? Because it's like, oh, my game looks so much better than yours. <laughs> I never got really into, so I was on, um, I was on Bobby's show uh, last week or something like that, and he said, like, one of the topics was, what, what was one of your biggest regrets, and what would you go back to mm-hmm. tell yourself back in the day, uh, knowing what you know now? And one of the things that I mentioned was, I would go back and tell myself not to ignore the PlayStation because I totally. Oh. Didn't think that it was huh. going to be a thing because it came out the first PlayStation. First PlayStation came out when everybody and their dog was creating a console, right? Like you had your right. Panasonic right. 3DO and your <laughs> Philips something or other, and they sure. all was just it was all these different things. And I was just me and my neighbor Matt. Uh, we were just steadfast with Nintendo. We always had Nintendo and anything else. It just didn't matter. Mm-hmm. It didn't matter that PlayStation had CDs and all these different things. To me, it was like a kid's thing because, which is hilarious because Nintendo is really the, the children's sure, thing. Sure, sure. But for me, it was like, what do you, what's this triangle? What are these shapes on these buttons? Like, it was so <laughs> trivial, right? That oh, my god! I just gosh. didn't think that this was going to be a big deal. So I would go back and tell myself, you need to pay attention to PlayStation because it's sort sure. of important. <laughs> well, actually, the opposite happened for me because, like I said, okay. I was always a Nintendo guy. Um, and normally I had two, two, I would say I had two systems. I mean, I started with the NES and then I got, um, uh, Sega Gen, I got the Sega Genesis first and then a Super Nintendo. I got, actually got my Super Nintendo used from a garage sale later down the line, but I I had a uh, Sega Genesis Super Nintendo. And then after that, all my friends were buying N64. They all wanted 007, GoldenEye, they all wanted uh, mm-hmm. Super Mario 64. Even Brant. I mean, I don't know if Brant told you the story or not about how he just had to have uh, Super Mario 64. But for some reason, I went to, I forget what store it was, like a local Walmart or something, and they had a PlayStation set up. And I played, I think it was Crash Bandicoot. Yep. Actually, it was Toys R Us. I went to a Toys R Us, and I played Crash Bandicoot for the first time. I'm like, oh my gosh, what is this? And so I decided to go with PlayStation, over Nintendo 64, which just was crazy. Just based on me. that Crash Bandicoot experience. What? Just based on that Crash Bandicoot experience. Right, right. Because, oh it, because it, it was awesome. I loved it. I'm like, this is fantastic. And, and none of my friends are talking about it. Everyone was talking about N64. I'm like, what? I, I have to check this out. I have to play it. So I, I asked for a um, PlayStation 1 for Christmas instead of Nintendo 64. And I got my PlayStation. And it, I, I got uh, the, the pack-in game was Battle Arena... Tashinden, I think is what it was called. Something like that. It was, <laughs> it was a fighting game. Yeah, that was the pack-in game. And then I got okay. Crash Bandicoot. And dude, it was it, it was awesome. I, I mean, I loved my PlayStation 1. It was great. Uh, eventually, um, I earned money, you know, mowing lawns, things like that, because I was younger, mm-hmm. and eventually bought a Nintendo 64 myself. Yeah. I actually bought a Nintendo 64 with Cruising USA. <laughs> yes. And so, because all my friends have Mario 64, and because I knew I could borrow them, so I wasn't too worried. So I'm like, what don't they have? So I bought Cruising USA. Cruising USA. Oh, wow. so good. So good. And But at the time, I don't know if you remember or not, with the Nintendo 64, this was the first that it was very strange for Nintendo because their systems yeah. always came with games. Yep. Nintendo 64 didn't come with a game, and it didn't come with a controller. You had to buy the controller separate. I don't remember that at yes. all. That's crazy. Yes, because I bought my N64 and I bought Cruising USA. I got home 
and it didn't have a controller. No controller? So, yeah. So I went out and I bought a bright yellow, you know, because Nintendo made N64 controllers in every color under the sun. And so I bought a bright yellow Nintendo 64 controller. <laughs> that sounds like it, like you, you got that a little later on. Like, I wonder if you just got one of like the... I don't know, like a bargain bin bundle or something like that. No, I mean, it, it, it was it was actually at our local Sears. We bought it, and it was only because I got that PlayStation that Christmas. And I think yeah. it was because I've always been one who's been on top of, like, all the new games. Like, I always want to get them at launch, you know, and I've always been that way. But Even back my, then, hey? Even, even back then. But yeah. the thing is, what would normally happen, my parents would get me one for Christmas. And then I would save up allowance and save up, you know, money from gifts. And I would just put it all together and eventually buy the other system down the line. Yeah. <laughs> and so I think I bought the N64. Oh, geez. It was maybe the following year, like maybe that summer or fall. Like it really okay. wasn't that much later. Huh. Mm-hmm. And so do you remember with the PlayStation, like, did it come with the memory card or did you have to discover? I had to buy one a memory of those card. moments where you yep. realize it's not saving to the disc. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and that was one thing. See, originally when I heard about games running on discs, I'm like, that's stupid. You can't save your game to it. What? I mean, it's just, it's because that was another Nintendo... reason I totally dismissed the PlayStation. Right. Between you okay. can't save to the disc and loading times. I'm like, this is a good sure. last. Sure. <laughs> it, it, one thing I didn't really think about at the time, I mean, Nintendo had full analog control on their system for 3D yeah. games where the PlayStation, it only had a D-pad. It had the D-pad and you know, the trigger buttons and the four face buttons. That was it. Didn't have any analog sticks on it until much later in the life of the PlayStation 1. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then you had to turn it on with that little button in the middle and the light would, would change over with the analog controls. That right. first DualShock. Well, because I actually never owned the first DualShock. I didn't get any kind of DualShock until PlayStation 2. Yeah. Are you like, what's your... This is totally putting you on the spot, but what, like, oh. what are your what are your like top five controllers? Oh, are you, geez, are you totally and on the? There's a lot of people who will put a Dual Shock. One of the Dual Shocks is like their number one, and it, okay, it's just not that for me. Sure. <laughs> well, and, and that's that's the funny thing. Actually, this is going to sound really stupid. People are gonna be like, "You are an idiot," but one of the factors where I bought an Xbox One versus a PS4. I like the Xbox One yes. controller better. I like the offset sticks. I don't like them down at the bottom. Like, it was just, I don't know if it's because I've got bigger hands or what, like, my thumbs would hit. And like, I, I just didn't like them down at the bottom like that. Mm-hmm. I just wasn't a fan of that. And so, on my PS3, I even went out and bought one of those um, third-party Pelican controllers that were shaped like an Xbox One controller. Yes. Or an Xbox 360, sorry. Xbox 360 controller with the offset sticks. And yeah. so, I mean, I just I just like that controller better. Um, for Man, for favorite controllers, that's a good question. Um... Okay, in no particular order. How about that? <laughs> okay, okay. Um, uh, most people say GameCube is their favorite controller of all time. Yep. And I, I mean, I agree that it fit my hands perfectly, but I don't know if I say it was my favorite controller of all time for one reason, and that is the right analog stick. It was shorter. It was kind of like um, it was smaller than the one on the left, right? And so uh-huh. for certain games, it was just kind of weird trying to play games like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but man. My favorite kind controllers, of like the little I, nub on the new 3DS, right? Right, right. Like it's kind of there, but like it's not really functional for right. what they, I think, are intending it for. Right. And, and then the face buttons were kind of strange because it was the face buttons on the GameCube controller were awesome for Nintendo games. Yep. But for other games, you had that huge A button and the tiny little B button and like the bean-shaped Y and X buttons. Um, so, like, okay, last night, this, this is going to be hilarious. My wife doesn't play a lot of video games, but she loves... Mario Party. Absolutely loves Mario Party. So whenever we have a bunch of gr- a group of friends over, I'll pull out the GameCube, hook up the TV, and we'll play Mario Party. And last night, you know, playing through Mario Party, one of the mini games was, you know, like, push the buttons in, in order as fast as you can. One of those kind of yep. games. 
and I kept getting like the Y and the X, I kept messing up because because oh. <laughs> they're just so odd shaped and they're just, it, it, it's very strange. Although I love the game. Like I absolutely love the game controller. Don't get me wrong. It's great for Nintendo games, mm-hmm. but trying to go back to it, it's a little more difficult. So I don't know if it's my favorite controller of all time, but I love the Xbox 360 controller. Uh, yeah. And then also the Xbox One. I, I mean, because they're pretty much the same. The only real difference between Xbox 360 and Xbox One to me, the trigger buttons are a little different, like on top, yep. especially the bumpers, a little bit harder on Xbox One. So for that, I kind of prefer the 360 just a hair more. Okay. Um, but I still, I love the Xbox One. Um, man, and the Wii, I, even though we talked about the Wii Remote before, that last generation with Wii and Wii U, I really like the Wii Remote and Nunchuck combo for certain games. Um, but man, it's... If if you gave me a choice between Super Nintendo and original Nintendo, I would probably choose original Nintendo. Really? Yeah. Just because of all the all the memories I had with the original Nintendo, there's sure. nothing like holding that boxy controller in your hands, you know, playing Mega Man and and playing, you know, Mario Brothers and and Mario Brothers 3 and it was it was nothing else like that. And you can't it's you can't really replicate that with a Wii remote. Yeah. It, I mean, it's too small. Yeah, it's small. It's it's yeah. not the same. But um, actually, my uh, I started with my video game started with an NES, and I think where a lot of that love comes from. Um, this is going to go on a completely different tangent about my life. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, what we're here for, right? Right. I I when I was born, I was born two and a half months early. Wow. So I was I I weighed like less than two pounds. When I was born. So I You're spent, like the Nintendo is already out. We need to go right. play this. <laughs> But what happened, I spent like the first three months of my life in a hospital, couldn't go home and all that. And they finally got me oh, home wow. and I was hooked up to a bunch of machines and all that stuff. But o- over time as I got older, they said, just because of him being born early and all this stuff, we need to work on his hand-eye coordination, on his you know brain functionality and all that stuff. And so my uncle, he, thinking he's going to be smart doing this, he bought me an NES to help with my hand-eye coordination. Wow. <laughs> and smart so that, that's what got me hooked on video games. It's like I had a medical issue and it turned into love for video games. And so I, I can't tell you how much time I spent playing the NES. It was just, it was, it was awesome. Because I've never been one to play sports and things like that. But like the NES was just, that was my life. <laughs> oh man, that is it was, awesome. It, it was really awesome. It, it was awesome. It was, it was really cool. So I, I, medical reasons got me into video games, but, um, and then also after Whatever that. it takes. <laughs> right. And then after that, I mean, my uncle bought me that. Um, and then when I was younger, my parents both had jobs. They traveled a lot. I mean, they traveled all the time and they took my brother and them with them when they could. Mm-hmm. And so we, we, we went all across the country, but we were in the car a lot. So my parents bought us both game boys. Amazing. And so, I mean, it's uh, man game. Most of my, I mean, I, I love the NES, but I actually probably spent more time playing the game boy just because we traveled so much. Sure, yeah. But, I mean, we had a, we had a big old box full of AA batteries and all that. Of course. Um, and it, it, was, <laughs> it, it was great. I mean, and I took it with me everywhere. Like, we weren't supposed to take it to school, but I kept yeah. it in my backpack, right? Of course. Because <laughs> <laughs> growing up, I lived out in the country. And because of that, I was always the first one to get picked up and the, first, and the last one to be dropped off every oh, day. yeah. So I knew I had, like, this really long bus ride. And... I had it down on Kirby's Dreamland. I don't know if you played a lot of that game. But yep, definitely Kirby's did. Dreamland, I had it to where I could beat it every bus ride. So from when I got picked up to when I got to school, I knew I could beat Kirby's Dreamland. <laughs> yeah. So it was always in my Game Boy and I played that like every single day. <laughs> did you have like the original gray one or did you ever get one of the colored ones or Oh, see, and that's 
that's another thing. I'm, I've always been one to kind of try to stay up on technology. So when the Game Boy switched, I would always get, I'd always try to get the new one. Yeah. So I had the fat Game Boy with the greenish yellow screen. Of course. Um, and then eventually I got a Game Boy, a green Game Boy Pocket. Okay. With a Game Boy camera. Now, I don't know if you remember, do you remember the Game Boy camera? Of course. So here's another thing. We have so many like similarities. It's sure. hilarious because my first Game Boy, <laughs> my first Game Boy was the green one. I never oh, got okay. one, of the, one of the okay. gray ones. So I got it from, uh, it was like a grocery store, like here in Canada. It's called Superstore. It's like a, oh, wow. almost like a Walmart, but like that, totally not. Superstore <laughs> is the name of a TV show my wife enjoys. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we do. Yeah. We take TV and turn them into grocery stores. <laughs> <here. laughs> So like, but we got it in like the the photography part where you go like uh, to go get your your pictures developed in the oh, store. Wow. That's where the, that's where they would sell huh. video games. And um, yeah, on the original Game Boy, that my game, my first game was Donkey Kong Land. So I had a, a oh, green Game wow. Boy and a yellow cartridge. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. And, a, and and Super Mario Super Mario Land Two, the six gold. Oh, points. okay. So you never played the first games. one. I played the first one, but I didn't. The, I I didn't get it until later. Like the first, uh, I remember actually playing it at somebody else's house and thinking, just like, this is really cool. I can bring this along the way, but something's telling me that this isn't quite right. Like this isn't the Super Mario I know on the NES. Like it was sure. kind of. They didn't make that translation work. I think until the second one, they they really compressed the entire game and made it right. work on that that little screen. Mm-hmm. But I mean, uh, I talk about this all the time. But I just always remember playing my Game Boy in the back of the van. We had, my parents had a 1988 Plymouth Voyager okay. right, with no air conditioning, oh, and, man. which you don't normally need in Canada, but it's, it can get pretty hot here too. Sure. <laughs> um, but I remember like, it gets really dark really early here, like five, six o'clock, it's like pitch black. So if you're in the, in the car and you're driving around with your parents, you're relying on the street lamps right, to, right, light, yeah. to illuminate your thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so we man. ended up getting all these different like accessories. You'd have that giant, like you'd have, I had the, the camera as well, but I also had the giant, it probably weighed 12 pounds, this attachment that you would fit on top of the Game Boy. Oh my gosh. Was it like, it looked like a bigger, and, it looked like a bigger Game Boy inside. Like you put the Game Boy inside of what looked like a bigger Game Boy. Yes. Is that the one? Yes. It I was that. huge. Yes. Yeah. So it illuminate the whole screen, but yeah, like the, the, the Game Boy camera, like how did you end up? You ended up using that with the with the pocket, which is a amazingly small. I love the way that they mm-hmm. trimmed down the Game Boy into the pocket. Yes. Mm-hmm. So how did you? So what was your? You get the pocket, and then you get the yeah. camera, and then what's going on with that? What are you playing? Man, I can't. Man, it's so funny. Cause I don't really remember a lot of that time of what I played on the Game Boy Pocket because at at the time, I mean, we weren't traveling as much, and so I wasn't putting as much time into handhelds. I still bought some handheld stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember what all I bought. Oh, one game. <laughs> one game I loved to play was um. Don- was called Donkey Kong. I think it was just called Donkey Kong. It was like yeah. Donkey Kong 94. Yeah. I put so much in. And, and the funny thing was when I bought it, I didn't really know what it was. I'm like, oh, this is cool. I can play Donkey Kong on the go because I remembered it from my NES. Oh, I could play it. And then when I got and beat Donkey Kong and the game opened up, I'm like, there's more? Like, I, I, <laughs> I literally had no idea how big of a game that was when I bought it. And I just, I fell in love with that game. It was so good. None of us knew anything about all these games. There was, right. You know, with Castlevania, you beat the game and then the whole thing would flip around. There's another, like, you're only halfway there, right? Right. There's all oh these different gosh. crazy secrets back then. Like, it just even blows just your the, mind. I know. It's so <laughs> Like, you mentioned before that you were you would read, like, Game Pro. Were, were you a Nintendo Power subscriber? I, Did, what other magazines were you reading back well, then? Well, the funny thing was, magazines for me were very few and far between because my parents... Sure. 
they're like, oh, you don't need a magazine subscription. Like, that's a waste of money. Like, they, they, my parents didn't like magazine subscription, so I didn't really, but every once in a while I'd be at the grocery store and be like, mom, can yeah. I get it? You know, and I would get one, but I never, I was never a you know, subscriber to them. Sure. But my friend uh, who lived down the street would get them. Is so I would go to his place and read them, but I like I never really subscribed to any, which was kind of sad. Although my friend also subscribed to, oh, was it was it P, might have been PC Gamer, where every month or it might have been every month or every quarter it came with like a demo disc. Yes, of all, and it had, yeah, I was a PC where, Gamer subscriber where it went and okay, I think it was PC Gamer where there was like this little coconut monkey you talked to. Yes, coconut yes, monkey. Yes. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> And you talk to Coconut Monkey, and you'd like go through his 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 office or whatever, and you play different games. Yes, it was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good, Coconut Monkey, man, it was good. Oh man, I've got because... like tears coming down my face. That's like the best. <laughs> because <laughs> during oh, that thank time, you so I, much. I... <laughs> That's the best. <laughs> no, no problem, man, and. And that also, through Coconut Monkey, got me into playing Monkey Island as well. Because there were demos for yes. Curse of Monkey Island. Curse of Monkey Island yes. was on there. And that got me into the Monkey Island games. Because I, I absolutely oh love Guybrush 3 and all the Monkey Island games. Because during that time, I was playing a lot more PC games than anything else. Yep. Um, I was playing, you know, Wolfenstein, and and mm-hmm. and um, I never really got into Doom until much later. But sure. um, the original—I don't know if you remember the original side-scrolling Duke Nukem before he became what he is now. No, I don't remember oh, that. Gosh. But it, I'm it, it was a, like a Commander Keen with with yes, him instead. actually, it was it was it was Commander Keen. It was pretty much Commander Keen because Duke Nukem wasn't this, you know, manly, you know. Um, Misogynistic, right. just douchebag. Yeah, <laughs> right. He he kind of became that with Duke Nukem 3D. Before that, he was like it was literally a Commander Keen game, and it was it was it was uh, it came on like what was it like four or six floppy disks? Like it was a lot of floppy disks for this of game. And I I played a lot of that. Uh, man, what else did I play? I'm trying to remember. Like I like uh, I think Mist was on there. Um, man, uh, oh Police Quest. Did you ever play the Police Quest games? Oh no, I never. I played oh, my Space gosh. Quest. Okay. Uh, I I don't know if it's this because I, I, it was one Is of those it all games. Sierra? Yes, it, it was kind of like the old King's Quest games where you'd walk sure, up yep. to something, you have to type it in, pick this up, do this. Like it. Yeah. Oh my gosh! I we we played a lot of Police Quest. That those games are awesome. Uh, man, because we played a lot of PC games for a while there. Yeah, you and me both actually. So we weren't really like the Game Boy was about as close to a console as I had. We for okay. whatever reason we weren't really like allowed to have consoles in the house. Mm-hmm. This is it was really strange because. Um, Next door, neighbor Matt, <laughs> my friend that, uh, kind of like you and Brent, uh, I talked about this with, with Josh on the show uh, okay. back at episode, whatever that was, 14, I think. Um, him and I, like, were best friends. I don't have a memory in my whole life where I don't know this guy. Sure. And we had, our backyards were actually, like, there was a fence in between them, but they were connected by a gate. You could yeah. just, like, swing open this gate between the backyard. So we had basically free access to every console that was ever made because they all awesome. they had everything. But we weren't allowed to have that stuff, so we were kind of like piecing things together on the PC as best we could, trying to get like a sound card one we or one time where like we we were so excited to hear Scorpion yell, "Get over here!" Right, right. <laughs> I actually, I heard you talk about that with Ray yeah. last week. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! So we just kind of always got the bastardized versions of right. On, oh on my PC. gosh! But yes. Then I discovered PC Gamer and all these different things where like the games were made for PC, mm-hmm. so. If I was ever on a, a console where it was for actually like for PCs, I really did prefer, especially around the time um, GoldenEye came out in the 64 was a big mm-hmm. thing. Um, 
think it was about a year later that half-life came out so i was oh, all okay. i was all about half-life and my sure. neighbor was all about sure. goldeneye and stuff so but i was always doing those demos i was playing every single thing i was maxing out my points with coconut monkey oh. <laughs> it was great man so i just good. love that Oh man, oh. and it's true because that's another weird thing for consoles that totally messed me up because I was playing so many PC games like Half Life and like like you know like those kind of games. I you know I had the original Call of Duty on PC. Um, oh yeah, and Medal but, of Honor. Uh yeah, and, and so when I went and tried to play any kind of first person shooter on console, I'm like, what is this garbage? Like I I had mm-hmm. a hard time coming to grips with playing a first person shooter with with sticks versus the mouse and keyboard. It was I mean because it's so much slower. Although over time, you know, they've kind of, you know, they've improved it. And I haven't played a mouse and keyboard shooter in a long time. So now when I do, Ooh. it takes me a long time to adjust. <laughs> totally. I'm, I'm used to playing with, with, with sticks now, like, you know, on a, on a controller. Yeah, absolutely. Totally yeah, messes I tried me playing, up. I tried playing just a couple of weeks ago and I, I lasted like 20 minutes and I was done. Right. I'm like I, I've, my new home is on the console. Mm-hmm. I like, I like sitting back and just kind of re- relaxing and I don't need to be, like right there, I have a lot of intention of getting back into PC gaming. I buy mm-hmm. a whole bunch of old games. Um, oh sure. Recently on the humble bundle, I bought um, a couple Star Wars games like Tie Fighter and X Wing oh, okay. and things like that. And talking about my some of my favorite controllers, I played way back in the day. I played X Wing even before it was on CD ROM. We played it with a played it with a joystick. I think it was called the Microsoft Sidewinder. Oh yes! Oh my gosh! Unreal. Oh my gosh! I have one of those. <laughs> Yes. Yes. The, oh my gosh. The memory. <laughs> Do you oh, still man. have it? No, no. I remember the Microsoft yeah. Sidewinder. Oh my gosh. Yes. I would play games like X Wing, and then much later, I would I bought Mech Warrior Two. Uh, they had like a 3D effects version where you had like 3D accelerator and all these yes. different things. Mm-hmm. I was definitely playing playing a lot of that, and then it seems like so I was. Back in the or in the mid '90s, I guess I was sort of split because I really liked PC gaming, but really, what there was a lot of stuff happening in consoles mm-hmm. that would sort of define the next 15, 20 years of of gaming as we see it now. And uh, so I I was never really dedicated to any one one place, and I'm sure. not sure if that's a good thing or a bad thing. But I just kind of like I was everywhere. When anytime somebody was playing a game, I'm like, I will totally try that out. Right. And uh, exactly. But, so that that even that thought reminds me of when you were mentioning you had your Game Boy on the bus. Mm-hmm. I'm curious as to like the culture of like the, your group of friends and and in school growing up. Sure. Was it cool to like video games, or like was it something that you kind of had to like keep within your ner- your nerdy group of friends and kind of hide away from everybody else? Because for me, I was thinking about it all the time. Sure. Anytime I even spotted, because we didn't, we weren't. It was almost like taboo. We weren't allowed to have Nintendo in our house. When I okay. saw it, I was like, I I couldn't look away, right? <laughs> um, but I wanted to kind of like subdue the fact that I was not like totally obsessed sure now i'm doing a podcast about it for god's sakes like this is on the internet telling everybody that i love it (laughs) Uh, (laughs) but right yeah back in the day i'm like i really like it but i'm gonna have to like pick and choose my moments where i'm gonna totally obsess about it i don't know if it was the same for you or not right i mean in a way i had my group of friends i talked about video games with i mean i knew it was one of those things that it was it was the nerdy thing you know don't talk about with certain people but overall i had my one close knit group of friends who we always talk yeah. about video games um although you know my parents like yeah i get out more you know and so you know i, I, <laughs> Go I outside <laughs> right you know i played hockey for i don't know how many years um i uh you know my parents tried to get me to play soccer which i was terrible at that you know played some baseball play like i pretty much was in outside of football and 
trying to think. I mean, outside of football, I played almost every sport under the sun for at least one season. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, as time went on, my parents were like, oh, you know, because my brother was the athletic type. My brother was the one that did, he went out for every sport. He was great at it. And I kind of, I would do them, but I was pretty, pretty terrible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, eventually I just kind of fell back on video games and, you know, and music. Uh, I mean, those kind of became my thing. Uh, actually, I don't know if Brant told you, you know, Brant and I were in a band together for a long time. He was a drummer in he my band. You did not tell yeah. me that. Yeah. So, so at, you guys in a rock band? Yeah. Okay. Actually, yes. From, uh, <laughs> from, it was like 10th, 11th, 12th grade. We were in a band. I actually do. I should totally send you some recordings. You can, you can, you can tag the show on there. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, actually, but we were in a band. I was, it was kind of like a punk rock band because there were only three of us. It Brant was on drums, our friend Dave was on bass, and I was lead vocals and guitar. And so we we actually had some pretty good shows toward the end. We opened for some decent bands. It, we had a good time. Um, and then in college, actually toward the tail end of college, I got in a different band with my brother-in-law Matt. Um, he he wanted to be you know he's like oh man I've always wanted to be in a band and um, actually the whole reason Matt and I here's another total side story. <laughs> <laughs> the whole reason Matt and I started hanging out in the first place, he wanted to learn how to play guitar. And he knew I played guitar. I, you know, I was his older brother-in-law and, you know, we never really talked or hung out or anything like that before then. And he came over and we just started playing guitar. And it was like, oh, you like video games? Started talking about video games, started hanging out and playing video games. And then he started coming over all the time. And we just, you know, we bonded yeah. that way through music and through, uh, through video games. That's and eventually best. he's like, I, you know, I want to, I want to do a band. I've got these two guys who are interested, bass player, drummer, you know, you know, do you want to do it with us? And so that band, it almost felt like it was more of a pop punky kind of sound like a Blink-182 sound where nice, yeah. we, we would switch off singing depending on who wrote the song. So Matt would sing some and I would sing some. And then he would play lead on certain songs. And I would play lead on certain songs. So we, we had two guitar players, a bass player and a drummer, but in kind of two lead vocals. Um, so I'll have to send you some stuff of that too. But um, so Definitely. It, 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 since then, I mean, I don't really do a lot of guitar playing anymore, but in, in school, yeah. you know, I, here, here's the other thing. I, I was a total nerd hundred percent because not only did I play video games, <laughs> but I was, I played trumpet and band from, let's see here. About fourth grade all the way through, I want to say my sophomore year. My you're playing grade trumpet year. in fourth grade. Yes, I played trumpet um, all the way through. I was in pep band. You know, got to go to all the football games. <laughs> <laughs> so I did that, and then uh, then Brant. I know. I think he mentioned he's a runner. And now here's something Brant did not say. He's too modest about this. In our school, he broke so many records for our cross country team. It was crazy. He was breaking record after record after record. And so Brant, oh, I hate this guy. Brant and, all, Brant and all my friends were all, they were all in cross country. They were all in track. They were all runners. Me, I was in all the musicals. I was in all the school plays. Like I was a total nerd, man. hundred percent. Although I got leads every single year. So I think that's pretty good. <laughs> I had to brag about my high school uh, my high school uh, theater days. <laughs> oh my god, that is so funny. Well, the, another connection, neighbor Matt and their whole family. They're brilliant. They had all the games, and sure. then, yeah, totally. Like every other every other day at the school, it would be this just in. So and so just beat this record of track and field, and oh, this man. just in. They just won yeah. the math competition, yeah. and blah. Like it's just like, oh, I hate this guy so much. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Brant, I love you, man. Just say it. <laughs> yeah, man, I love Brant too. <laughs> He's like, I'm trying to think, I was talking to him about like mixing, you know, being, being, having the family and having, having sure. work and everything and then mixing all that stuff. And he's like, yeah, I just kind of like make it work. You know, I'm, uh, I can't, I'm going to get it wrong. Sorry, Brant. Um, 
physiotherapist, right? Yep. Is that? Uh, he, yep, yep. yep, yep, yep. He's a um, physical therapist. Yep. Yeah. So super smart guy, like totally great job mm-hmm. and all this stuff, like really good schooling. And I'm like, yeah, so uh, I still don't know why I don't have enough time for video <laughs> Sure, right, right. Yeah, it's just one of those guys that like, yeah, maybe I could probably be better at life. It's just like if you could walk me through that whole school that you did, that would be great. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dude, that's hilarious. Uh, So what are you looking forward to coming up, man? We've got – we're just at the tipping point, I think, before 2016 gets absolutely insane. Sure, sure. What's what's got you pumped about the rest of this year? Man, um, well, right now I'm really looking forward to Star Fox. Um, I, I oh, absolutely yeah. love Star Fox. I love platinum games. So I'm excited to see what they're going to do. Um, mm-hmm. some of the stuff's a little iffy on it. I don't know if I'm, I mean, I think the motion controls will work, yeah. but when they say you can play two player, one person flies, the other person shoots, I'm thinking, okay, how complicated are these controls? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So no I mean, kidding. it, it's going to be great. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, quantum break. Absolutely want to check that out. That is going to be awesome. I want to pause um, on Star Fox just for a second because sure. I'm curious because I, I, I've heard a lot of people drop off on Star Fox, myself being one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, like how – since they announced it and they revealed it, I think it was at E3 just last year. Um, how have you – like were you excited right from day one? Have you been a pre-order 100%. kind of guy? 100% yeah, day one like Star Fox. No matter what. I have been – Star Fox has always been – I tell people like it's, it's probably my top three favorite Nintendo franchises. Even the ones that people absolutely hate. I enjoy them. <laughs> like Star Fox Assault on GameCube, really enjoyed it. Uh, Star Fox yeah. Adventures, Dinosaur Planet, really enjoyed it. Uh, Star Fox, I own all the Star Fox games, so I mean, I could go yeah. on forever about. I, I love Star Fox; it's great. <laughs> really okay, good. Well, that's awesome. So, are you? I'm a little excited about the Amiibo tie-in or anything like that. So you Not, can pop it in, and it's going to flip it back to like the N64 graphics. That is pretty cool. I like that. Uh, I don't know how much I'll use it though, because one thing I love Amiibo, yeah. but. I don't use them in my games that much. It's not, it's, yeah. I use them more because I'm like, oh my gosh, I can get a little statue of Olimar from Pikmin. Where else can I get that? Like, exactly. I, see it, I see it more as getting figures or getting you know these little statues, characters, I won't be able to buy any other way. Yeah. And they don't take up a lot of space. I mean, I got just mm-hmm. enough you know, back on that shelf back there. Although that shelf is getting kind of full because my wife and I just got into Disney Infinity. So now I'm starting to put those up there too. Oh no. <laughs> but for actually using the Amiibo, like I'll probably use them once, but like, oh, that's cool. And I don't really yep. touch them again. <laughs> yeah, I think I, the, 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 the last time thing I think I did with an amiibo was um, put them in for Mario Kart just for those extra costumes. I think that sure. was really it. Sure. Uh, even in Fire Emblem, I'm playing Fire Emblem Fates, and I, I don't oh, really okay. have uh, any inclination to to pop. Well, I'm not going to open Marth. That's the number one. Oh, uh, okay. I've got like most of my guys are still in the box. So yeah, I see that. That's, yeah, that's the yeah. They're uh, <clears throat> <laughs> Nintendo's smart because they've got that little little metal piece underneath the base right so you can't you like skylanders you don't have to take them out of the box you can actually use a skylander oh, really? and it's still huh. in the box and it's no problem but yeah nintendo is onto that so they're like yeah, yeah you suckers can buy so two are disney infinity the same way i wonder you know i haven't tried i've got disney infinity one mm-hmm. one and two i didn't, oh, okay. never, never got the third one but more from a collector's thing um i just kind of wanted to to have some toys sure. <laughs> i didn't really like get into the games too much oh, okay sure uh i, I bought uh, lego dimensions not too long ago oh, and played okay. maybe an hour of that and that's kind of where i'm at with it um i don't know i just really haven't like really sunk my teeth into it there's not enough not enough hours in the day for sure. all these toy games too. right yeah so. and that's and that's one thing like with amiibo i kind of wish they'd have a game like a disney infinity or like a D- lego dimensions where it would actually mm-hmm. You'd have Dedicated. a reason to put them all together, right? Um, yeah. Because uh, my wife, like I said before, she doesn't play a lot of video games. And Disney Infinity, 
she actually plays with me. I got it on the Wii U because that's like the only video game system she'll play with me. (laughs) Um, So I I got Disney Infinity on the Wii U and it came with Star Wars. And I'm like, I know she doesn't like Star Wars, but I saw that Inside Out pack. I'm like, I know she'll like that. And then I saw Sadness and she absolutely loves Sadness. So when I showed her Inside Out and Sadness, she's like, oh my gosh, I have to play. And she laughs at every single thing Sadness says in the game and she thinks it's so funny. She's having a great time playing it with me. Oh, that's perfect. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Disney Infinity is a good a good place. Actually, the whole reason my wife even plays video games because her brother played video games growing up. So she thought, oh, video games are you know juvenile. My little brother plays them. They're stupid. And then eventually it came around that I play video games. And we have been dating a while before she found out, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Right, right, right. But she found out, you know, like, oh, he plays video games. You know, she didn't really think anything of it. But then one day, I introduced her to a game called Sims 2. Yes. She was absolutely hooked. I mean, (laughs) she would just, I mean... Then eventually we'd have dates and, you know, she'd come over after, you know, afterwards, come over to my house, my parents' house, and she would hop on the computer and just start playing Sims 2. Because <laughs> she didn't have oh a PC that gosh. could play it, so she would play it on my PC while I'd be playing something else on my on my TV, playing my Xbox 360 or whatever it was I was playing. She would be playing Sims 2. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it worked out really well. Oh, that's so funny because just before we started recording, I was mentioning but my dog just made a mess downstairs. I'm going to have to go mop up, and I think as soon as I go see all the, all the dog paw prints on the ground i'm just gonna like have that little cloud above my head and go like ah, I can't this mess. it'll be totally like the sim <laughs> so what oh, else man. you mentioned you're just gonna jump into uh quantum break is coming out yes he's got you pumped quantum break is gonna be great i mean i loved i absolutely loved alan wake it was a great game um so i'm, I'm pretty excited to play quantum break um alan wake will be i don't know if it's, i don't think it's backwards compatible yet but it will be that's what i'll probably buy um, They've got such a messy mess- messaging around that, don't they? Where yeah. they, I think they have backwards compatibility on the DLC or whatever that mm-hmm. extra the American Nightmare mm-hmm. add-on that they had. I think that is so. Yeah, they they sort of need to tighten that up a little bit. <clears throat> so, but I'm. Do you think that Quantum Break has the power? Um, I think Gears may be dwindling mm-hmm. a little bit. Halo doesn't have the weight that it used to. Sure. Is this like the? Is this the exclusive that that Xbox needs to bring it back to? like the greatness of Xbox 360 or is that not even possible? I honestly, I don't even think it's possible. I think yeah. what Xbox is doing, especially with all the talk they've had about how they want to join it with PC, how they want to possibly be upgradable someday, like a PC and everything you buy on Xbox one will go to also to PC and, you know, cross by vice versa, which is really nice. Um, I think what's going to happen with the Xbox eventually is that it's going to become what, like what the steam box wanted to be. I think the Xbox oh, yeah. One is going to be one of these devices where all your saves are in a cloud anyway. They're not even on the system. Mm-hmm. They're on a cloud. You play it on the PC or you play it on your TV and your Xbox One. Same game, same save file. I think it's going to, it's going to become pretty much one and the same. It won't be a full-on PC. It'll be like the Steam boxes where it'll just have its own operating system. But it already has Windows 10 operating system on it. Mm-hmm. You know, and like, like Quantum Break. Quantum Break. You buy it on... Xbox One, you get it on PC. Uh, most betas now that come out, like Fable Legends, I'm in the Fable Legends beta, it came with an Xbox One and a PC code. The gigantic mm-hmm. beta came with an Xbox One PC code. Everything they're doing, they're building this this new foundation for a PC mm-hmm. Xbox world versus keeping them separate. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one thing they have that Sony doesn't. Yep. Well, they're building so, like worlds outside of the console. So right. VR or they had the Vita as well. Like they have different pillars, I think right. is usually what they end up calling it. But it's funny that um, you probably just articulated it better than Xbox or Microsoft ever will because they'll never use the words 
it will be the Steam box, but for but for Xbox. Like that's right. that's the greatest way to to think about it, mm-hmm. and that actually makes sense. And that's something that is a sellable tagline almost but they'll never use it which is really unfortunate so they're going to spend millions and millions of dollars trying to educate people on what this whole ecosystem is Mm -hmm. when all they could really do is just have james from life of gaming podcast (laughs) (laughs) i would gladly do it they can pay me whatever they want i would gladly do it (laughs) okay phil spencer i know you're listening right right (laughs) well uh, i mean and the funny thing is a lot of people like josh always makes fun of me now he's like oh mr xbox and you know he he just jokes around because Last generation, I was full on PlayStation, hundred percent. In the generation really? before yeah. that, I was full on PlayStation because, I, I, like I said, I always had two systems. So it was Nintendo, Sega for the longest time. I had you know Super Nintendo and the Genesis. I had the Game Boy and the Game Gear. I had you know the GameCube and the, the PS2, and then last generation. The hype they had on the Xbox 360, it got me, you know. And yeah. I'm like, I got to check this out. It's the new generation. It's coming a whole year earlier than PS3. And they said PS3 is going to be $600. I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, it's like, I can't do that. So mm-hmm. I got an Xbox 360 and I really enjoyed it. Then it red ringed on me four times. Four times? Yes. And I'm like, I'm done. I'm done. And Brant's like, well, I'll buy it from you. So Brant bought my Xbox 360 because I just got a new one back. And I'm like, I don't want it anymore. And Brant's like, well, I'll buy it. So Brant bought it from me. And I took that money. And by that time, the PS3 was cheaper. So I got a PS3 with Ratchet and Clank. And and what else? I got Ratchet and Clank and Uncharted. So, you know, I got those games with PS3. I was a PS3 person the rest of the generation. Yeah. And then this generation... I don't really know what happened. I think part of the this generation, some people, most people took this the other way. But for me, when the PlayStation was like really picking on Xbox, like really, really bad with with yeah. their buff, with their you know their the launch, they just kind of messed up and all that stuff. And it, I kind of felt like the guys who were at Sony were kind of being bullies a little bit. If, if, does that oh, make okay. sense? I mean, and so I'm it like, it, it kind of rubbed me the wrong way. And I'm like, uh. huh. and so, I mean, part of that. And then also with, like I said earlier, the controller, I like the controller bearing Xbox one. Yep. And my brother-in-law, he's always been an Xbox guy. And Brant and I, even though, you know, we did podcast a lot together last generation, we like, because our schedules don't line up, we never played online really. Yeah. And I knew my brother-in-law always wanted to play online. So I'm like, you know what? I'll just go Xbox this generation. And me and him play online all the time. I met an awesome group of guys to play on Xbox. So I'm kind of, this generation, I went Xbox Nintendo. So it's kind of a switch for okay. me. But I'm yeah. actually really enjoying my Xbox One, though. Nice. So a Where, lot, What's your gamer take on Xbox? People can add you, maybe. Sure, sure. Or I'll add uh, you. Well, I, <laughs> okay, here, here let, me, let me go with my game. I got another story for you. <laughs> <laughs> my, my gamer tag, originally... Um, for because my Twitter my Twitter account is James plus twelve so James the word plus the number twelve that was my Twitter handle that was also my PlayStation name that was my original Xbox three sixty name well when I knew I was going to get an Xbox One over a PS four my I, I knew I missed out on some Xbox three sixty stuff like I never played Mass Effect and I played there's there's certain games like I really oh, wanted yeah. to go back and play so my brother in law was like oh you know borrow my Xbox three sixty play the games that you want to play, you know, so I was playing through all the Gears games, I was playing through, you know, like a lot of stuff that I just, there were, you know, sequels and things I'd missed, but I couldn't get, I got locked out of my James plus 12 name, because I couldn't remember my password, I tried, I tried too many times and got locked out, I'm like, you've got to be kidding me, and I said, well, send me an email, 
But the email account I had set up on that, I didn't have anymore. And like, I, I uh, literally, I couldn't yeah. get back into my James plus 12 name. So I just made my new name, which is Jamester0722. And that, so I, I, I figured, you know what? New generation, new name. So I made Jamester0722 for my Xbox One and my Wii U. So both places. Um, and my Nintendo ID, whatever that's called. It's all Jamester0722 now. So I figured it's a, it's the turn of the generation. You know, might as well start fresh. <laughs> Oh, sorry. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, that's why I used to be James plus 12 everything, and now I'm not. (laughs) Oh, tale as old as time. Yes, yes, (laughs) I know. (laughs) Oh, well, I'm looking for it. So I don't want to cap things at at Quantum Break. What else uh, throughout the rest of the year? Oh, sure. Got you Um, you pumped. Man, I'm trying to think what else is coming out this year. Originally, I would say Mass Effect, but that got pushed to 2017. Uh, Oh, Cuphead. I've been looking forward to Cuphead on Xbox One for a very, very long time. That game looks awesome. I'm all about the cartoony platformer shooty games. Like the that that is my sweet spot on gaming. Like I'm looking forward to ukulele and like those 3D mascotty games, collectathon games. I love those. Those are just awesome. So I'm looking forward to all that kind of stuff. Um, Actually, Uncharted Four. I don't have a PS4 right now, but you know I'll I'll find a way to play it. Because <laughs> even though I don't have a PlayStation right now, like last generation, eventually over time I end up owning all three consoles. It just took time. Yeah, I feel like that's going to happen this generation too, just because there's so many exclusives. Like I really want to play Ratchet and Clank because uh, I love Ratchet and Clank. Like I said the 3D mascot platformers love those. I really want to play the new Ratchet and Clank. Want to play Uncharted Four. Um, I want to play like Bloodborne. Josh is always talking about Bloodborne. Yeah. Really want to play that. Um, so eventually I will play a lot of those PlayStation exclusives. Um, sure. I'm trying to think what else is coming out this year. Uh, cause we just did a beginning of the year. We did a top most anticipated game of 2016. I'm trying to remember what all I had on my list. <laughs> <laughs> cause I mean, there's a lot still coming out this year and E3, there's gonna be a lot of surprises. I mean, ReCore, that looks really cool. Uh, I want to learn more about that. Mm. Um, man, what else coming out? I'm trying to think. It's funny because it seemed like there was a whole bunch that was moved from 2015 into 2016, and now I don't know things just right. keep, just things just keep moving, and that's totally sure. fine. I I don't have enough time oh, for all these games anyway. What so. I forgot about <laughs> Mirror's Edge Catalyst. I am oh, so excited yes. for Mirror's Edge Catalyst. It is going to be awesome. Yep, that's <clears> on my pre-order list too. That one and um, Doom is actually on my pre-order list oh, as well. Okay. I, I'll pretty much get any of these. Uh, Blast from the Past shooters that Bethesda is now making possible. Sure. I love Wolfenstein. Um, you know, I'm just really looking forward to whatever else they're going to be investing in with uh, with all these old old id software games, right? Like they could, right. that they could bring back. Right. There's a lot of rumors going around about, about Quake. That would be a lot of fun. Oh, that would be, oh um, my gosh. I played so much Quake 2 on PC. Oh yes. my gosh. And they had all those mods you could like change the character look like. Oh my gosh. Uh, it, was, it was so That's good. how that... That's how you used to benchmark your PC, right? Was how, how Quake right. would run. How many right. frames per second you'd run and, on Quake. And, I mean, the funny thing with my PC, I used to build PCs. I used to have a decent PC, but over time, and just finance-wise and money-wise, it's just yes. easier for me to buy a console, don't have to worry about updating it. I know it's going to last me, you know, five or six years. Um, mm-hmm. Although, like you, recently I got a newer PC, and it could play halfway decent stuff that's a few years old like i played on medium settings so it's not too bad yep. and so yep. when the steam sale happened over christmas i bought a ton of pc games <laughs> like older <laughs> stuff i haven't touched yet so oh man okay well you know what i don't know what we could sit here and chat all day i'll we definitely sure have to have you back on <laughs> uh but why don't you let everybody know where we got your gamer tags but where else can people find you 
uh, let's let's plug your your podcast sure. another time. And you Absolutely. guys are on the YouTube. You're doing just we a thousand we are all well. We'd love to do more. Um, <laughs> uh, but right now, um, you can find us Life of Gaming. We are on iTunes. Go on there, rate us. That would be absolutely awesome. We would love that. We're also on SoundCloud, Microsoft MP3 Store. You can also find us on Facebook, Facebook Life Gaming Podcast. We're on Twitter, at Life of Gaming Pods. Make sure to find us there. Also, um, I do a lot of writing for the WorkPrint. So theworkprint.com. I do a lot of video game reviews over there. Um, uh, let's see, where else? Where else? I, I actually did, I, it's been a while. <clears throat> But I did reviews for Digital Nerd Advocates too. I've got some reviews on there. Um, actually, quick story: the uh, very first review I ever wrote was for Ollie Ollie. <laughs> oh, nice! Yeah. Oh, I uh, love that game. That and that's a run on Digital Nerd Advocates. And oh, and the second review I wrote. This is hilarious. Rob over at the Workprint. We just had him on the show, and he goes, "Man, I need you to write a review for me because no one there really cares about Nintendo much. So they kind of when they need something Nintendo, they send it my way." Um, sure. Splatoon. And I'm like, that's like one of the biggest games of the year. <laughs> so I went from writing Ollie Ollie reviews to Splatoon. <laughs> nice. But uh, yeah, and you can also find Life of Gaming stuff to get back on that over on YouTube. Um, we do all our podcasts now. We do uh, video casts, so we record all our stuff through Skype. Now that Brant has a decent camera, we can actually record <laughs> all our stuff through Skype. So we have video versions of everything up there. We've got Let's Plays up on there. Um, and, and one thing I absolutely love about life of gaming, you know, we've been out a year now, so if you haven't checked it out, make sure it's a great time to hop on board year two. <laughs> um, with life of gaming, we've met so many awesome people. I mean, such as yourself, man. I mean, it's, it's been great getting to know you doing this podcast. It has been awesome. Um, you know, I've had a great time today. Uh, so, and just meeting, we, we've got some great interviews on there with some developers. Uh, we had Zoink Games on there. We had uh, 13 AM Games on there. The guys made Runbo. That was a great one. Awesome. Um, we had, and we've also got some stuff coming up, some um, some other indie devs uh, for this year. So, I mean, it's, it's just been awesome. We're doing this little podcast, but we're getting to talk to people about what we love. So, if you love video games, especially if you're making content, contact me. Contact myself. If you come on this show... I'm sure Sean will give you our information. <laughs> I'll pass you around. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> because we're, we're always looking for guests on the show. So, But yeah, I mean, thanks, man. It's been an absolute blast being on here. makes me laugh so much when he brought up coconut monkey from that pc gamer demo disc i just about lost my mind and i had to go back onto uh, i just googled it and there's some great footage of people playing through the little like mysteries that you could like there's like these weird little mini games that came along with the pc gamer demo disc and there's some neat like the internet now has given birth to let's plays for pc gamer demo disc from like 1998 or something like that those things are so old it was so cheesy and it was clear that they were just doing whatever technology was allowing them to do that <laughs> i'm not sure that the the voice i gotta maybe i'll insert it at the very end okay i gotta remember to, to insert coconut monkey's voice at the very end of this stick around to the last second i'll put it in there uh, I, I'm sure it was just one of the programmers or somebody's like brother-in-law. They got to come over, speak into a mic, and then he would say that every single time. And it's just—it was like a bastardized Super Mario. You guys will see. It's just oh, what a what a trip down memory lane. 
Thank you, James, for that. I wouldn't have remembered it on my own, so thanks for bringing back all the memories just completely flooded back. And thank you, yes, you, listener. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. Thank you for telling everybody about the podcast, and thank you for all the positive feedback. It's been awesome just kind of getting to know everybody who's being part of the podcast and who's listening. It's um, it's fun. It's it's a little bit different, and I'm glad that you're here to embrace it with me. I know that it's not exactly like the four or five best friends sitting around this table, uh, but that's sort of the point. I can't do it like they do it. I can't do it like Life of Gaming. Those guys, have, they do it better than me. So I thought I might do, I might do this. It's kind of like, like the Late Show for for podcasting hosts. <laughs> Not even a little bit, except that maybe I'll come up with some little mini games we can do. Maybe we'll see how that goes. So if you want to be part of the show, or if you know somebody who's got a podcast, let me know. Uh, I'm on Twitter, at Sean Capri. That's Sean like Connery, Capri like the pants. Uh, or, I have, or I have the email. You can email me at wethegamercast at wethenerdy.com. And I don't know why that trips me up every time. If you guys have been here the last couple of weeks, every single time I say that email address, I'm like, what the heck is that email address? So... Shoot me an email, send me a, a DM if you want on Twitter, or just flat out tweet me. That would be awesome to have you guys. And and the more and more I get people talking at me, the more I consider bringing this thing to more than just a weekly show. So let's see what if let's see if we can do that. Um, oh, and review it. Talked about that at the top of the show. iTunes, go rate it five stars. That'd be awesome. You're awesome. <laughs> and um. Also, go We the Nerdy. It's the whole reason we're here. We are nerdy, and you're nerdy, and together we are nerdy. It's awesome, and that's the whole spirit of this thing. So uh, if you like this podcast, we've got so much more going on over at wethenerdy.com. Different opinion pieces, some reviews. Uh, I think there's going to be a division review pretty shortly. I know that um, the servers haven't even been on yet, at least up until this point. Servers aren't going on, so everybody everybody reviewing the, the Division is starting all at the same time. They're starting playing the game all at the same time, so um, that should be up pretty quickly. I think Sean Messler from Game Over Man is doing that, so look forward to it. Can't look, I can't wait just to see how that thing turns out. And uh, I also have an article on We the Nerdy just up the last couple of days. Um, it's about Uncharted 4. It has to do with the latest delays and just challenging the mind a little bit on, is this a guarantee? Is this thing for sure going to be amazing? And is it is it blasphemous to wonder if it's not a masterpiece? If, if there's something brewing over at Naughty Dog. Um, I've had some interesting comments over the last couple of days since posting the article. So if you haven't read it already, go over to wethenerdy.com, have a read, leave a comment, or, or like I said, shoot me a tweet. Let me know what you think. I th- for the most part, I think people who read it, um, like the whole thing, <laughs> not just the not just the headline, um, they get, they understand what I'm getting at. I'm not I'm not fear mongering. I'm not suggesting that I have any information that would say that it is going to be bad. But I also I don't know. I don't know that it's it's a guarantee. So I don't think it's such a bad thing to to wonder that every once in a while. Anyway, that's enough of that. If you guys check that out, that would be great. If you could rate this this podcast, that would also be great. And other than that, thank you so much for being here. This is episode 19. It's now in your ears. So thank you and have a great week. We'll talk to you guys next Monday. Goodbye. Hello, I am Coconut Monkey. 
Welcome to my island paradise. I am so glad you could join me. Please feel free to explore my world. It is filled with very many fun things to do. I would point them out, but I have no hands. <laughs>